You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for February 23rd of July. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or recently launched last month just baseball or maybe if pop culture entertainment is your route by any chance maybe you like that sort of thing uh you could also find my work at places like nerdist mental floss inverse bloody disgusting film credit more and hopefully many more to come but most importantly this is the most important part let me tell you you can check out the twitter page for the show which is at lo underscore padres or my personal account which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. If you feel so inclined, hit me up on there. I love it when you guys message me, uh, all the people that message me on there. Uh, shout out to my guy, Mateo, and um, Marek, who uh, messaged me, or Marek did, and I gave a little shout out to them. Uh, shout out to those guys, and you know, be sure to send me as many questions as you want, because I imagine people have a lot of them, because the trade deadline stuff is coming up. Uh, and for today's episode, uh, it's a huge crossover with Mr. Arm Layton of Locked On Marlins. We talked for a while, so that's going to be the entire episode. No game recap. You can check out my little Locked On Now video where I recapped Blake Snell doing well. It was nice to see him, even if it was against a lackluster team, do pretty good against them. And also, and speaking of news, you know, Nelson Cruz got traded yesterday. And we actually react to that at one point live while we were recording because it happened while we were recording. And that's that's kind of a funny moment. There's like a four-second pause where I'm like freaking out, basically. Uh, so hopefully tra- means trade deadline season is officially underway guys and before we get into that let me just really quickly say that today's episode is brought to you by spotify green room download the app and join me tonight when you're listening to this podcast around 7 30 to 7 45 for the beginning of the marlins game i won't be doing it at the very start of the game because i'm actually going to be going on cbs 8 san diego to talk about the team and the trade deadline stuff for a little bit you could tune into that if you want but uh yeah so that's why it won't be immediately on time so sorry about that guys but remember spotify green room changing the way we talk sports and now without further ado guys let's get it all right everybody as promised as prophesized i'm being joined by what I don't even need to give him an intro at this point because this is like the seventh time he's been on the podcast, but it's Padres Marlins this weekend. And you know what that means? It means I'm insufferable and doing crossovers, frankly, is a lot easier and more fun. So I'm being joined by the host of Locked On Marlins, Mr. R.M. Layton. Sir, how are you doing on this fine, uh, currently Thursday afternoon? Oh, it's wonderful, man. You might get the last iteration of the 2021 Miami Marlins because right after or during this Padres series, uh, several key players could be gone. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the the main thing. Your team is being, hmm, it's, it, they're kind of the center of not, not controversy, but trade discourse, right? Yeah, Everyone's I mean, throwing it all over the place. There's several guys on this team, which just kind of adds to the frustration around it, is that there's several players on this team that have quite some value while they may be expiring contracts or the trade value might not be that high in terms of just how much, how many teams want them because they're good and they can help you win. When you look at Starling Marte, Jesus Aguilar, uh, Yimmy Garcia, even some of these other guys, uh, Adam Duvall, he's got 20 something jacks. Like they have a lot of players and you look at the team, you're like, man, why are they not better? So Mm -hmm. I think there's quite a few guys that 
a lot of teams are going to be interested in. And it's kind of depressing because I'll watch the games right now. Like the Marlins won yesterday and they're all high-fiving each other after the ball game. And I'm like, half of you won't be here in like a week. Oh. So it's just, it's just bizarre. It's just, it's just, it's really hard. It's really hard to not think about that. You sound like Bryce Pizarek of Locked On Rage. It's just be like, oh, all of his friends are gone. Everybody's leaving. But it's, it's interesting that you bring up, you know, that they, it feels like a team that should be better. And I actually agree. Not, you know, some type of, you know, San Francisco Giants type ordeal. But I think that Padres fans and maybe casual baseball fans, they kind of might view what you said as like, oh, well, aren't you guys rebuilding? Weren't you expecting this? And that's true to an extent. But as I've talked with you, you know, offline and whatnot, they have stuff, right? Yeah. That And I, I keep saying that as a term, but like they have these guys that are interesting. You just mentioned Adam Duvall, who I remember when I talked to you about this months ago and you were like, actually, he's one of the best defensive players in the league. And I looked it up myself and I was like, wait, what the what? Like, what? Yeah, I had no you. idea. <laughs> I had no idea. I just remembered him as a guy that not too long ago was, you know, slashing like 220, 290 or not even 290 on base, to be honest with you. It was probably lower than that. And but then like hit like a couple jacks. home runs. Yeah. And he was really <laughs> useful in fantasy baseball every now and then. And now like he's a decent player. And then you have um, Jesus Aguilar, who, you know, at one point in the year was the MVP, right? You know, uh, no, but... <laughs> that was my favorite. Narrative. He needs DNL and RBI, at least going into Crazy. yesterday. I haven't mm-hmm. checked since. And, and I left off Garrett Cooper, who's probably the most valuable player on this team right now. He's hurt. Hopefully he'll be back in a week, but he's got an 850 OPS and he can play corner outfield and play first. It's like, why are they, why are they sucking? Mm -hmm. You have, you have potentially the rookie of the year absent, maybe Jonathan India and perhaps Dylan Carlson, probably the other two that come to mind for me, but Trevor Rogers, he's been a beast. And then you might not have someone that's quite on the, you know, ACE ultra S tier pitches in the league, but it's just a lot of guys that, Teams would like to have right now, by the way, I would, I wouldn't mind if the Padres had, you know, Pablo Lopez. It's, it's not a guy that I think is going to go out there and shut everybody down, especially come playoff time, but just seems like a nice piece to have. And it feels like this team, I, I mean, I'll let you just get into this part, the offense, right? It just seems like it's not, they had, they haven't invested as much as something you've talked about. So talk about that a little <laughs> bit, the whole kind of controversy, which, which I feel like a lot of it also stems from Starling Marte, who has gone from being, I mean, he's one of the most more consistent players in the game. I talked about this on my podcast. So I think he'd be a great Padres trade target. But after this week, what we've seen is that it doesn't look like the Marlins are resigning him. So talk about what's kind of been going on in terms of the future uh, of this team. Yeah. So Marte wanted the fourth year. Understandably, honestly, I, I really was saying that the Marlins have to resign him. But four years for a 33 year old center fielder who's a lot of his values predicated on his athleticism. That's a tough sell. I, I, I think that the Marlins may have had to just take a chance there and spread themselves thin, uh, but they don't do it. And I don't know how they're going to answer center field in the future. The free agent class is atrocious and uh, they don't have any prospects that look like they can play center field anytime soon. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's definitely frustrating. Uh, Marte is you know, the centerpiece of this offense. And uh, when your GM heading into the year or, or now says, we weren't expecting the offense to be a strength or, and we were expecting the team to be pitching centric, uh, mm-hmm. which in my words translates to bad offense. Uh, you, you're going to have a hard time being okay with the lack of production you've seen from the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're pitching centric and you are second in the league in blown saves, that's probably not good. When you're pitching centric and two out of five days in your rotation are bullpen games, that's probably not good. So it seems like whatever they thought this team was, 
-hmm. it isn't. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Guys, you know what the best tasting protein bars are on the planet, guys? They are, of course, the Built Bars, and that's thanks to not just being covered in 100% chocolate and being soft and easy to chew, but a great variety of flavors, everything from cherry barcia to raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, German chocolate, orange, strawberry, whatever you want. They even have a carrot cake flavor that's officially uh, been made available for a limited time only, so go check that out, guys. They're kind of like the Ben & Jerry's of the uh, protein bar universe, I guess you could say, with all their flavors, guys. Uh, and also, they are protein bars, which means they are healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. So what are you waiting for, guys? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And it's it stinks because... You know, with the, there's one thing to be like, all right, like we expected the pitching to be good and it's good and the offense and maybe we 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 need these guys to develop per se, right? You you, you got you got Jazz Chisholm who's like a really exciting player and he's a fun personality too. All the interviews that I've been reading, but it just feels like we talked about this a couple of days ago actually um, on your on the Spotify green room, which everyone should uh, follow Arm on there if you aren't already for updates whenever he decides to go live. It took you long enough, by the way, geez Louise, to finally get on the, like the wave, man. <laughs> But uh, we basically I talked about how I wonder if, you know, teams in baseball, I've always wondered this, whether it's important to just sometimes spend to at least show that you might in the future spend. So while the Padres, a big thing about the, the team is Eric Hosmer, who I, I imagine listeners by saying that name, I already got a bunch of listeners. Hottest hitter in baseball right now. Yeah. Hottest hitter in baseball right now. But in general, just the, the you hear the choppers come in like the PTSD. They're oh. just they're terrified hearing that name. But. I guess being extremely, extremely generous, the one perspective you can have on the Eric Hosmer signing is, well, it showed that the Padres were a legit team and that they were, this is a new team. This is a new ownership group. They were trying. New, mm -hmm, they were trying. And while I still think that the signing was bad, at least you could, again, being very generous, you could say, hey, maybe Manny Machado saw that and was like, huh. That's interesting. This isn't the same old Padres team that's like, let's hope 10 out of our 15 prospects are superstars, and then we let go of them after two years, right? Uh, instead, it was like, screw it. We're going to trade for Will Myers. Was it a bad trade? Sure. We're going to trade for Justin Upton, and we're going to trade for – do all these things, and we're going to sign guys, and – it turns out to work out for them. But then with the uh, the Marlins, even though I agree with you on the Marte stuff, just feels like, ah, take a swing. Why not? It's four years. It's not going to kill you. This isn't a Stanton contract. But nevertheless, uh, here we are. Yeah, you know, for me, you look at that, that situation. They impulsively spent – in that scenario there, but at least, I mean, I do remember that pretty, pretty tangibly where you had fans loading up the, the seats again in San Diego. And, and that was something that hadn't been happening for a while. Uh, people were excited. And of course that dissipated as they struggled, but at least it was this sign of, Hey, we're trying. And then, you know, Prower comes in and really tries well and does it, you know, the better way, which is building mm -hmm. from the ground up and then spending to fill in those little holes that you had left and but at the same time, Will Myers has played a big part in this team. You know, mm -hmm. I know he's had his ups and yeah. downs, but he's still a big part of what this team is right now. Uh, when things were going well for the Padres, Hosmer was playing a part in that. Like those guys have still some of those guys, some of the remnants has still played a part in in this team. Of course, if if you could take a mulligan, uh, I don't know if you would do some of those deals, but uh, and I know Hosmer for sure, you'd probably want to get out from under, but. <laughs> You know, that was one of those where he was coming off a World Series. It was that classic, 
he's winning. He was part of a winning culture. So mm-hmm. let's bring him in mm-hmm. here and kind of ignore the individual numbers, though they were much better than they are now. Uh, but again, I, I think that the sign of, hey, we're trying is something that Marlins fans would even be happy with. They only got it once in 2012, and then they, they burned that whole team down anyways. And that was even more egregious spending. We're talking Heath Bell for $40 million, uh, mm-hmm. Jose Reyes for $127 million, John Buck for twenty. 20- Eight thirty million. Jared Saltalamak, like it was just so many. Saltalamak, yeah. yeah. Mark Burley mm-hmm. for a lot mm-hmm. of money. He was probably the best deal. Like it was, it was just a mess. And they, they almost signed Pools. They mm-hmm. people don't realize how close the Marlins were to signing Pools, and and that's the craziest <laughs> thing. People can't see right now, but you are just it's it's happening. I see it. I'm trying to drag it even more out. The madness. Right. The, the, the just the, the the feeling of sadness for being a fan of this team right now that is just kind of underperforming. And while it has, you know, pieces hasn't been uh, it, it feels like it could be a little bit better. But now I want to ask you uh, just about this upcoming series real quick, I guess. Right. Because they are playing for this this weekend and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Are there some sort of guys that you think that Padres fans should be paying attention to? Uh, it could be guys that we've already talked about, like Duvall, or are there some kind of. I don't know. You think that uh, there's there's people to pay attention to for this series uh, that might become a factor in deciding who, I don't know, becomes victorious, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, you look at Starling Marte and mm-hmm. uh, that's a guy by game three of the series could come up with a clutch hit for the Padres. So, I mean, who, who knows how that's going to go? <laughs> I mean, he could do the old clubhouse switcheroo uh, during this series. Has that ever happened Padres, before? I, I think it has way back in a doubleheader uh 50 years ago it's yeah i mean asking if something's ever happened in baseball of all sports is definitely like you're setting yourself up but at least recently Recently, i can't remember i don't know i think there's been a couple situations where it's been like really close because Um, why would you you feel like you just wait until all right we'll wait until the series is done and then you can have them but otherwise that would be awesome i think there was a club situation but i might be wrong uh, my favorite is a broadcaster was dealt for a, a player once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty nuts. Could you that, imagine, like, you're prepping for the game? They're like, no, 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 no. Stop prepping. You, you just got traded. Yeah. Like, what? We, I think we've had those trades where guys were sent to a team and in the span of, like, six hours were then traded again or something yeah. like that. Like, we've Mike had Piazza that Piazza was a Marlin for mm-hmm. five games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Crazy. Exactly. But, um, no, but so, so to answer that yeah. question, right, real, realistically, uh, the Marlins, the, the one thing that they have is that starting pitching. But the thing is, Pablo Lopez is on the shelf, right? So if you're able to dodge some of the guys in that Marlins rotation, which really it's just Sandy Alcantara, who unfortunately is on uh, the bereavement list. Uh, and I, I hope everything's all right with him, but I, I'm, from what I've heard, it's, it's a loss in his family. Uh, so oh, wow. I'm not sure when he'll be back. Obviously there's more important things there. And then you really only have to worry about Trevor Rogers. And I'm not sure. I don't think that Trevor Rogers would be on the docket, right? That they, they wouldn't get Rogers in this series. I'm not totally sure. Uh, actually, when did, when did he last pitch? I should know this considering I have him in one of my fantasy leagues, but. I should know this too, but um, <laughs> regardless, that's the only guy you're really worried about uh, that, mm-hmm. that you have to face at this point when the Marlins are healthy. Of course you got Sixto Sanchez, you've got Pablo Lopez, you've mm-hmm. got Sandy Alcantara, but right now you're really only going to have to worry about uh, also Zach Thompson's weirdly been good, 
But mm. that's the guy that I, I think will be interesting because I think the Marlins, he's been an emergent guy out of nowhere. Look at his numbers over six starts. He's been fantastic. Uh, and, and to answer the question, actually, they do get Trevor Rogers on the uh-huh. last day of the series. It is a four uh, game Sandy series. Alcantara, sure, so. mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sandy Alcantara is scheduled to pitch uh, the 24th. Uh, so we don't know what's going to happen there, how long he's going to take off. And again, more important things, but if they get Sandy and Trevor in the back end of the series, I mean, that's, that's running into a difficult one too. Uh, But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is the Marlins offense right now is, is a joke. Uh, Garrett Cooper's on the IL jazz Chisholm's on the IL. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they're really even going to play somebody like Starling Marte. That's, inevitably going to be dealt do you risk Mm. playing him every single game up to the deadline i I think there's going to be some interesting things there but i will say zach thompson sandy alcantara and trevor rogers is the best three arms right now that the marlins could have had going for them um so the padres only get one bullpen game which is going to be game one of the series and that's it so it it should be interesting to see how they scratch across runs against some of these solid marlins arms but again i think three runs wins it (laughs) in all of these games yeah i mean Marte might be one of those like uh, out of the lineup, sprained elbow, or like you know what I mean, like one of those load like, management. Yeah, yeah, load management stuff. Not, not. I know baseball Illness. isn't known for being as blatantly hilarious with these like innocuous injuries towards the end of the series because they're taking or whatever, and they're not necessarily known for that. But it definitely could happen. And and you're right about the whole uh, pitching matchup stuff, right? Like I think it should be interesting for sure. But the bigger thing is that the Marlins just can't seem to hit. But in terms of what you guys have coming up, you do have Blake Snell coming up for the first game. Uh, and we're recording before this first game happens on a Thursday. So we'll see if Snell, who has one of the craziest splits I've seen for a a good pitcher in a while in terms of home road. I have never – I don't remember the last time this has happened. I imagine there might be a Rockies pitcher and some year that had something like this, maybe Herman Marquez. But even that, it's like a 1.4 ERA at home for Blake Snell this year, but then like a, a nine, five, like away. It's like, maybe, maybe, maybe this is your, your best chance to win. And then you've got Musgrove weathers and then Darvish for the rest of the series, which are uh, less than ideal matchups. I'd say, especially, uh, you know, Musgrove and Darvish, but uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be kind of this, this weird series of let's see if they even play Barte, I guess. And I'm imagining that like, he's going to be the name that everyone's talking about is unfortunately the main thing people are talking about this Marlins team because of all his injuries. A hundred percent. And the frustrating thing right now with the Marlins is that they're playing, they still play those dudes from the Yelich trade. Um, and so oh. like, you're going to see Lewis Brinson probably oh. in some games. You're going to see Isan oh, no. Diaz in some games. Oh no. You'll probably see Monte Harrison. The, the, the big three is up right now. Uh, and that's when you know it's bad. And that big three has combined in over 1300 plate appearances to hit 180 with a 30% K rate. Um, so that's not the trio when you have those three guys in your lineup and then like Sandy Leone, I think I would take the Durham Bulls and that's not a joke. Obviously the pitching is a big difference, but if the Durham Bulls have Shane Baz on the bump, I would highly consider Durham Bulls money line in a game like that, assuming I'm getting some decent value. So this is not an offense that you're worried about. And I know Blake Snell has in, infinite era on the road but if there's one road park where i think he's going to have an exception to that in it's probably marlin's park right i mean it, it it's one of the hardest parks to hit a home run in and i don't think the marlins are much of a threat right now to hit a home run so it's going to be interesting what i will say is lewis brinson 
can kind of hit lefties. So that'll be mm. the one, the one guy, I guess that from that deal might do something. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's going to be really tough for this team to manufacture runs and uh, we're going to see it. I think right now over the next few games, they did pull off the win against the nationals, but it took them 10 innings to score three runs and it yeah. was the pitching again. So it, that's the only way I think the Padres uh, can really falter or lose is that the Marlins pitching just really comes together, uh, which it easily can with the starters that they have going in three of these games. And uh, they keep it one run, you know, one zero two one, and then just have something lucky happen at the end. I mean, that's, that's the game the Marlins are going to want to play. Oh, I will say though, I am amped for Trevor Rogers versus you Darvish. That should be pretty fun. That should be really, really fun. I'll definitely be sure to message you about that. Uh, maybe, maybe we could do another wager because one of the two of us, uh, <laughs> doesn't pay back on their wagers. Uh, I wonder who that was, but um, re- really quickly, also on your point about you know potentially winning some of these games, I will say you know the Padres fans also, and I have no issue taking shots at some of the Padres fans. It's just like if they don't sweep a team that they're statistically better than, it's like the the end of the world. Like if we lose one game or got if we split the series, oh dear, oh no, it's the end of the world. It's like actually welcome to baseball. Uh, the Marlins won three out of four against the Dodgers maybe like two weeks ago. So yeah. like, welcome to how the sport works. Guess Especially what? Baltimore's probably going to beat the Red Sox two out of three at some point this year. Like <laughs> that probably will happen. And that's just, that's how the sport works. You know what I mean? I know it is a little bit frustrating, but um, I guess uh, do you have any questions about the Padres now? Cause I feel like we talked right, a lot now, about the Marlins. If you have well, any, go for it. To back that up too. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like there's, when you have a, to go against a tough starting pitcher, that guy can go seven innings, a shutout ball. So then you have yeah. six outs to try to score. If, yeah. a, if a pitcher like Trevor Rogers is on, he's on. And it's not your team's fault. It doesn't mean your team's not good. There's some days where you just got to tip your cap. So exactly. I mean, there's, I, I, it's very feasible that the Marlins squeeze out one or maybe two, uh, but that doesn't mean the Padres are screwed. And it definitely doesn't mean the Marlins are good. Uh, so w- we'll talk about now the Padres. I'm going to try to get to a series. I'm, I'm leaving Colorado today or tomorrow, mm-hmm. excuse me. Uh, I guess it'll be today when people are listening. I'm going to try to get to, I would love to see Darvish versus Rogers. I'm going to try to get to that Ooh. ball game. Uh, but I'm just excited to see Fernando Tatis in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I lo- I've always been a big Manny Machado guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But I feel like people were a little bit cold to Machado at first and then now are warming up to him. Mm, that's an interesting that's an interesting point. I actually kind of agree. I think the reason for that is because one, his first season was so statistically fine, but so I test boring. It was like yeah. one of those things that and now granted, by the way, the, the Padres, the first year of Manny Machado were it was secretly a team that had a lot of like turnover. And I think that's because Preller was like reshuffling the deck. And I think you're right. You know, this is a team that had under Renfro starting and it had Framiel Reyes, the Franimal, who of course I love. No both relation. those guys are sick this year. <laughs> yeah. And both those guys are sick this year, but in fairness, like Hunter Renfro, the on-base skills weren't there. The strikeout rate wasn't great. And he was like, I'd rather shuffle this around for Tommy Pham and they get Jake Renward. So guess what? That worked out pretty well. But great. then with, um, with uh, who, who was the other guy I literally just mentioned? We're talking Machado, uh, right? Uh, Fr- or Framil Reyes, real quick. That guy can't play the outfield, and because baseball's stupid, uh, we can't just put him at DH. You know how much fun it would be having Framil Reyes on the team with with DH oh spot? That'd be gosh. great. But in yeah. terms of the outfield stuff, he can't. He just couldn't do it. So that one was was one of the things that was understandable, but it did hurt the team's momentum a little bit after they started okay in the first half. Go look up Manny's numbers in the first half. He was pretty decent. Um, But it was just not the best first season, and he didn't really have a moment. 
he didn't have a moment we all remember where like the walk-off big walk-off fit or anything like that aside from maybe his first home run as a padre and then you also add on to that the fact that he still had that stigma of the dirty player thing i'll say it myself i think 90 percent of that is earned hot take i think the petroia thing gets overblown by red sox fans because they're insufferable half the time but I, I still think that that was part of it. And then he goes through the first season in San Diego. He like, I forgot who it was. It might have been against the Barlas for a lot. No, it was a Brewers. It was a Brewers game. I'm pretty sure where Stepped he on like heel or something, right? It, it was, that was in the world series against the Dodgers against your boy Aguilar. Actually, I'm pretty sure. It yeah. Was. Who's um, that was not man in the world. Yeah, that was bad. But in terms of his first season, in San Diego, all that basically was left behind except for one incident where he was walking and straight towards the baseline and accidentally didn't immediately run straight like a robot. And then the guy had trouble catch. I was like, all right, guys, like he threw the bat. So the guy look up the play. I forgot who it was. It was his first year in San Diego and everyone as usual um, latching onto it. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Bet online, guys. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is obviously in full swing. You can check all the action at Bet Online, but you can also get all the latest news in the NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA stuff, whatever you want. Before the next pitch for tonight's game uh, for Mr. Joe Musgrove, uh, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use that promo code locked on, guys. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Oh, yeah. As we are recording, yeah, as we are recording, uh, Tampa Bay Rays finalizing a deal to acquire Nelson Cruz from Minnesota Twins. Sorry, that's like actually a notable huge trade. Trade deadline season, baby. Let's go. Oh, man, and I'm excited. On, on the Just Baseball show, we were just recording. <laughs> I We just sent Nelly Cruz to the Rays. So I'm wow. hoping they publish that thing right now. Like yeah. Publish that podcast right that's, now. Absolutely. Uh, everyone go check out Just Baseball. Get great uh, website with two great podcasts now. Just Baseball show, show with Jeff Conine. Um, really good stuff. But also, yeah, I think that people have warmed up. Last year, you have the walk-off Grand Slam against the Rangers after the Padres decided to, like, World War style, just occupy the entire territory in Texas. Like, they sweep the Astros. The Jake Cronenworth show begins. Oh, and then yeah. they start the Grand Slam streak. You have the Tatis 3-0 thing. And then you have the Manny Machado walk-off, which I saw live with my mom. Only that at bat, by the way. I like brought down the, the computer just so she could see and we're losing our minds. And then he has some really fun moments in the playoffs. And then that kind of officially made him um, a little bit more likable among ge- general baseball fans. He just hasn't had he- one of those incidents also with the, the kind of dirty play and stuff, even though opposing team broadcasters like to bring it up as much as possible. It, it's a narrative. It, it's yeah. a weird one too. Cause I get it, but he he's, there's so many guys that play the game that way. And like, he, he just plays the game hard and sure. Mm-hmm. He has some moments here and there, but I, think I will say worse. And the only one he, that's false, just sorry yeah. to cut you off real quick. The dirty player thing. I at least acknowledge as a history of it. I, I genuinely kind of want to fight people who bring up the not hustling thing. The hustle. And, Cause it's just like, <laughs> like i saw a rangers game he hits the ball yeah he hits the ball like 108 miles per hour to the shortstop and he doesn't run full speed it's like okay he hit it really hard go look up when he hits one where the infield has to dive over to get it you see him you know running pretty fast and by the way maybe is not necessarily like a fast player but he hustles a little bit he's like oh 
there's a slight chance that maybe the throw is offline. When you smoke one in the shortstop, give me a break with that. And also go look up Manny Machado's health history the last few years. I'm okay if he doesn't round out, run out of ground. Yeah, the hammy, right? Stop. I mean, like mm-hmm. that's fine. And, and also, he, I've watched him play balls off the right field wall with the shift. Like he's moving around. Like he he on the defensive side of things, which is really where it's more important. I'd rather him being. Uh, rather than be a grinder on defense than busting it up the line every single time on a routine ground ball. The guy's a human highlight reel at third. I, he makes impossible plays, acrobatic mm. plays. I think that's always been a weird narrative. But what about Clevenger? When is he supposed to come back? Uh, Clevenger's expected to come back next year. He did have Tommy John surgery. Yeah, so he won't he won't yeah. get in this year. Yeah, it would have been very, very fun to have him in this rotation. But hey, even still, the fact that they're going to have him next year on top of the Darvish, Musgrove, and hopefully our, our boy Mackenzie Gore maybe shows He's some, get some sort of improvement. Yeah, I know. Have you seen the Joey Gallo, Mackenzie Gore, uh, Kyle Gibson rumors? I, that... I think that's – I think if you're the Padres, I think you got to do that. Uh, I, and that's it not because me I don't believe – it's but not because I don't believe in Gore. I, mm-hmm. I just think that a team like the Rangers is going to value Mackenzie Gore higher than any other team right now because mm-hmm. the Rangers are in so much trouble on the big league level in their system that they need to take a chance. And mm-hmm. they're not going to get a prospect for Joey Gallo, even though they'll get a great return. You're not getting a prospect with more upside than Mackenzie Gore. I think over the yeah, last the upside year, is big, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, over the last year, his floor has definitely bottomed out whereas he was always seen as a high four guy, but the ceiling doesn't change. And mm-hmm. for, for that reason, I think if you can go get a Joey Gallo who comes with a year of control, I'm not as high on Gibson, but no doubt helps you. He's like, your, he'd be your fifth arm. Uh, I think that's something you got to consider. The Padres aren't in the waiting game right now. That's not where they're at, right? They're, they're, they're not in the business of waiting for Mackenzie Gore to figure it out. Yeah. They're trying mm-hmm. to win today. And yeah. I think you got to make those difficult decisions. And I think Preller won't be afraid to do that. It will be a type of move that I'll be excited about. I won't be like raving that they won or even lost the trade. And because everyone could sample me if I was, it's also one of those things if Mackenzie Gore becomes amazing or whatever, I'll be like, well, I, I understand why they made it. I won't do the retrospective thing, which is what I think a lot of people like to do. It's just a move that makes me nervous because I, I just like Gore. But like you said, if you told me he'll be great in two years, it's fair for the Padres to be like, this isn't a question of skill. This is a question of just, we want to do something now. And if that is the question, then I, I, I think you got to do it. But then who knows tomorrow we're going to see that they traded some guy that there was a, a potato video uh, of, and then all of a sudden they have Joey Gallo and Max Scherzer on the team, just because AJ Preller is a madman. And I don't know what he video. does. 17 <laughs> year old potato video. That should Dominican. be a term. I'm, I'm onto something with that. The potato phone video. Uh, but anyway, Jason Dominguez. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, Jason. Oh my God, Jason Dominguez. That that's a cursed name uh, among the us. <laughs> I feel like. But uh, Arm, do you have any last questions about the Padres or I don't know life in general? Whatever, go for it. <laughs> I, I. What do you think they're going to do at the deadline, man? Like what, the deadline. Yeah. Every single time, I think they're going to make minor additions. I keep remembering the past few off seasons. I keep remembering what they did this year: Snell, Musgrove, uh, heck, signing Hassan Kim. The, all that stuff span of like 24 hours. They bring in Melanson last deadline. I was like, okay, they're going to add a reliever. They add Rosenthal. I'm like, okay, cool. That's enough of that. Then they do Moreland. Then they do Mike Clevenger. They do all these deals every single time. I think they're just going to chill out heading into really? last season. Fam Cronenworth. We didn't know he was going to be great at the time, but Grisham Davies, like they always just keep going. They signed Drew Pomerantz. So part of me is like, I think they might. I really think the Gore thing is real. I'm buying that. I think Kenta Maeda is an interesting name. I think the Twins are low key 
and not even low key anymore because they just trade away Nelson Cruz. Maybe that's a team that's ready to sell a little bit more than people think. I know that they have some good farm system guys. They're not as hapless and hopeless as some other teams like the Rockies, but I could see them maybe if the offer is good, maybe a Kenta Maeda thing. I don't know about Barrios. Can't get a view on what anybody thinks of him. I don't know why. Yeah, Barrios is a weird, tough guy to value. Weird, right? mm-hmm. I, I think they don't need to make a move offensively. I, I just don't, I don't think that they need to do that. I would really like to see them make a move for that rotation, especially with how bad Chris Paddock has been Mm -hmm. uh, with how inconsistent Blake Snell has been Mm -hmm. a move for that rotation just seems to be the obvious, the obvious Mm -hmm. choice here, because you really only have two guys you can rely on right now. It's you Darvish and Joe Musgrove. Lamette's injury prone. Weathers Mm -hmm. has been in and out. And then we just talk about Paddock and Snell. In my opinion, you got to go get a starter. And Mm -hmm. and I think they're going to do it. And it's going to be tricky because there are other teams who are even in worse positions with their pitching. There's going to be so many people looking for starters, but I think that like, Ooh, wow. Uh, I think that like just a, a pretty decent starter is what I could see. So like Kyle Gibson, right. That that's, it just makes sense. And then on top of that, if you got Gallo makes sense, man. So I'm buying that trade in terms of it being real. It doesn't feel like one of those, like, I remember the Padres fans, I, I swear, like out of nowhere spawned the Christian Yelich and Josh Hader for like whoever deal. I, I swear that they just perpetuated that myth by themselves. That one was just clearly just kind of not happening. The Brewers weren't selling the guy. He's a beast. And they weren't selling Christian Yelich. Give me a break. I mean, don't even say Yelich. At least say someone like Nelson, uh, not Nelson Cruz. What's that dude's name? Uh, Lorenzo Cain. Like at least Lorenzo give me Cain. an outfielder who's at least seems a little bit more like they trade him. They're not trading Christian Yelich. He could have had no. MVP and he could have had another one. So I wasn't buying that. I think that the gore for... Um, Gallo and Gibson one it's not one that I'm going to be through the roof as much as I was about the U Darvish deal I was like that one I was just like like I said potato uh, camera phone video I don't care too far away uh, absolutely love that deal um, and admittedly I like the Blake Snell deal at part whatever sue me I liked it when that happened but I won't be through the moon for the deal because I do like Gore but it is one of those deals that I think you got to make and I think it would make the team's home run slugging percentage go absolutely through the roof and I like his walk rate so there's what that. about a catcher? What about like a Mitch? No, Gar- I actually am not. Oh, Mitch Garver, maybe, but that would be a very like cheap type of deal. And I actually think that just, yeah, for the slugging potential, I think they like Nola though. And I kind of like Nola too. I think that Caratini is rad as hell when it comes to big game moments, but otherwise he's <laughs> yeah. not going to carry you through the game and we're not in the playoffs yet. But I think that I would be a lot more pressed if they gave up Campizano. I think Campizano is a guy that is just going to be the future. And I think, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good. I would rather not give up him. I think that Gore has shown us that it might take a little bit longer. Uh, Campizano. It's like, I don't know. Could he show up next year? Yeah. Like next year he could, you know, like Mm -hmm. next year he could show up. So I'd rather them not give him up. If they do, I better see something really, really good or else I'll be a little bit sad, but otherwise uh, everyone just, I'm telling you, don't think, don't believe that the Pirates are going to be silent. Every time I think that, I thought they were getting a Corey Kluber and like Jake Odorizzi this offseason. And I was completely wrong. I was a fool. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, me me too. I I think it's going to be fun just to see what the Padres do in general uh, because Preller never sits tight. Nope. Not even, not even a little bit. Uh, But dude, it's been so much fun talking to you. Uh, We got a little bit all over the place at the end there. Shout out Nelson Cruz going to Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, All the Yankees fans must be very sad uh, right now, but I guess that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Trade deadline. 
it's a it's a dream maker and nightmare giver at the same time right so uh until next time sir uh just also if you have any other things you want to plug real quick podcast anything from just baseball go right for it uh just baseball top 100 was coming out soon uh nice, so we'll, nice. we'll see where some of these guys are i can promise you that hassle will be in there and like well in there uh, mm-hmm. i'm really excited about him but there's gonna be several padres on that list no doubt all right, everybody do that. I'll link everything in the description with arms, Twitter, website, blah, 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 blah. You know what I usually do. Uh, sir, it's been a blast. Take care, man. Always, brother. And zip, zap, you, da, bingo, everybody. That is it for my crossover with Mr. Arm Layton of Locked on Marlins. Killing it as usual in my uh, oh-so-humble and unbiased opinion. But guys, before we wrap up today's episode, let me just quickly mention to you, betting on the Padres doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Very good stuff. For sure, those guys are really, really good at this. I'm not just saying that. I like follow along with just their some of their daily picks, and they 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 just don't miss. Let me tell you. Uh, and in terms of the future of this podcast, guys, uh, first of all, hope you enjoyed the Chunky Boy episode for uh, to tide you over, hopefully for the rest of the weekend. And uh, next week. I don't know, might be having some special guests on and also going to be recapping a bunch of trades. It's going to be fun. Next week's going to be wild. My birthday week, man. July 30th is also my, my birthday and also the, the trade deadline day. So that should be a whole lot of fun. But I feel like I've kept you guys long enough. So with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast wherever, wherever. And if you don't mind, send me some five-star views on the Apple Podcast app. I would greatly, greatly appreciate that, guys. Be sure to follow the Twitter page for the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friars Faithful homies, take care.